This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 26th. Today we celebrate St. Peter of Alcantara. Reform of the Church was the challenge of the 16th century. Today's saint directed all his energies to that end, including his focus on personal reform. After studying at the University of Salamanca, Peter joined a small branch of the Franciscans in 1515. He was soon recognized for his gifts, serving as superior of a new house before his ordination and as provincial before he had reached age 40. Whatever position he held, he was not above washing dishes and cutting wood for the friars, asking little for himself regarding food and clothing. A successful preacher, he never gave in to the prejudices and passions of the day. Later, Peter obtained permission to form a group of friars who would follow the rule of St. Francis with even greater rigor. Members of the community slept in small cells, abstained from meat and wine, and begged for their food. Eventually, they became part of the Order of Friars Minor. Toward the end of his life, Peter offered spiritual direction to St. Teresa of Avila, encouraging her in the reform of the Carmelite Order. He died in 1562 and was canonized in 1669. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. I'm Father Richard Kunst with a Papal Minute. Obedience has always been an important quality and trait in the religious life, but one pope may have taken it to an extreme. When Pope Clement X raised the Benedictine monk, Father Vincenzo Orsini, to be cardinal in 1672, the monk refused. The pope had to get the abbot primate of the Benedictine order to demand that the priest, under obedience, agree to become a cardinal. Only then did Father Orsini agree to accept the red hat. Two years later, Cardinal Orsini was elected pope, but Orsini refused the election. Once again, the abbot primate had to be called upon to order Orsini under obedience to accept the election. Orsini agreed on the condition that he could be both pope and archbishop of his diocese of Benevento at the same time. The abbot primate agreed, and so too did Cardinal Orsini, who became Pope Benedict XIII. This has been your Papal Minute. To learn more, visit papalartifacts.com. That is papalartifacts.com. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Inspirational and uplifting stories. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Tom O'Keefe along with... Steve Splonskowski. Well, this morning we've been so blessed to have um, two individuals from uh, from the University of Mary talking about the fruits that they're, they're seeing come to life out at the University of Mary in their nursing program, helping deal with the nursing shortage. And we had Deacon Ben Seitz talking about the fruits that he's seeing uh, come, to, come to reality in the work that he's doing with, uh, with married couples. And now we have a couple of gentlemen from New Rockford, North Dakota, and we're going to talk about the fruits they have seen in their lives and has inspired them to get involved with men's ministry and the Made for Greatness men's ministry here in the Diocese of Fargo. 
Good morning, Mark Becker and Mike Schaefer. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So uh, we're uh, as, con- as we're having this conversation <clears throat> today, I know you're looking outside and seeing some snow falling there on the ground uh, up there in uh, New Rockford. So uh, you keep it up there, okay? Just kind of keep it up where you're at. Don't send yeah, it we'll here. we'll do that for you. Th- thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. You guys, uh, let's, let's, let's start from the beginning. Uh, when uh, Made for Greatness Men's Retreats, we started here in the Diocese of Fargo, I think it's about 10 years ago, Tom. About where, that, yes. And I remember where Brad, Brad Gray, you, and, and myself sat down and said, we got to do something for men. First of all, we need something. We need <laughs> so something. We need something. Yes. And then, and, and they really want to want to reach out to other men who are looking for ways to grow in their faith. And so we started this Made for Greatness team. And uh, and then Brad actually was after that that Brad took the job at the diocese. And then uh, we moved. It's like, oh, let's make it a diocesan event. And so our first event uh, was a retreat, a men's retreat at Sticklestad Lodge, um, out by uh, New. It's a. Uh, yeah, Lisbon, Fort Ransom, Fort Ransom area uh, of men that we invited to have this kind of a, a very manly retreat <clears throat> at this this site, and I believe uh, that was your first experience, Mark and Mike. You were both at that first retreat, correct? Yeah, I was. Go ahead, Mike. Sure, I can't remember. <clears throat> Mark, did you? Were you at the first one? I was not at the first one. Okay, so Mike, you were at the first one. We always call, and we were talking to you guys later. Like we had the Sticklestad experience. So Mike, talk to us about the Sticklestad experience. How, how that how that struck you and, and drew you into this work? Yeah, well, you know, the very first one was scary for me. Like um, a lot of us that went the first time said, you know, we didn't know what to expect. And uh, um, once you got there and seen what it was all about, it wasn't scary at all. In fact, it uh, felt very comfortable really fast. And uh, you knew right away that you were where you're supposed to be. And uh, it was a great experience. Um, It took me from probably more going through the motions in my faith to actually getting involved in it. And, uh, yeah, it's been uphill ever since. So it's great. And, Mark, you've been on a couple of retreats at Sticklestad. What's that experience been like for you? Yeah, I've been to three of them there. And, and like Mike said, the first one is they're apprehensive going to the first one, but once you get there, um, like the first evening, when all the men gather in the chapel together, and you hear the power of 60-plus men uh, during Mass, it's really moving. And you settle right in and uh, realize that it's going to be something that's going to be great the whole weekend. And in this Made for Greatness work we've had, we kind of start with that stickle-stat experience. We've had also retreats here in Fargo. Um, at uh, We've had conferences. And we're actually doing our, our first men's retreat now at Maryville in January. Um, but I want to talk to both of you, Mark and Mike, a little bit here. Because I, I know you're both theologians. And you're deeply steeped in the Catholic scripture and teaching. And that's why these retreats were meaningful. Right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell, I mean, because you, what I love about this is we're all just kind of normal guys trying to follow Jesus, and we do it in the way he calls us. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike. Well, um, you know, I'm just a regular guy, uh, married. We have four kids. Um, I farm. I grew up on a family farm. Um, you know, going to church was about the extent of my faith, you know, and and... I didn't know, you know, much about it, and I still have a ton to learn, but um, it was, gosh, I don't know what you want me to say here, Steve. 
just talk about yourself. Right. I mean, you love to hunt, right? I mean, you're just a, oh, you're a regular yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Who loves Jesus. Yeah. Hunting, fishing, you know, work and family was was uh, was pretty normal, you know. And uh, we when we had time to play, we played. So, um, just a very regular, average person. Right. And and Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself too. Well, I also farm. My wife, Lisa, and I uh, farm in the farm I grew up on. We have two children and three granddaughters. I farm with my brother. And we're recently got a new project. We opened a car wash in Rockford with our, our daughter and son-in-law. So that, that's been interesting. But, yeah, I'm just a regular guy. Um, talking about the, the Stickleford experience, uh, I knew after one or two of the retreats that's something I wanted my son to go to. And uh, so I got him to go to the last retreat. And when we were riding home, he was on fire. He was just, through his mind, he was um, going through his list of friends. Okay, who can I invite to the next one? So he was all excited about that. And he talked about the, the group of men he sat with, the table he spent most of his time listening to speakers. He sat at the table and says, we're all just ordinary guys, and we all are on the same page. We just get along. We can talk about anything, and he just absolutely loved it. You know, t- trying to capture that experience that like, men can have at this retreat, and, and like Steve said earlier, you know, calling us theologians and stuff, I think that's the barrier that we have is we walk into this thinking we're going to be judged by what we know and what we don't know, and, and we go away with it realizing it's more about how we love. Yeah. How, how do we encounter the Lord? How do we love God? And, and we can do that. And, and, and if by chance we get to know more, we can love a little more. Well, and I think a, a couple of things that I heard, I've heard from guys at these retreats over the years, they said, you know, it's, it's, I never realized I could just be a normal guy and love Jesus. And we're just like normal guys and can, we can love Jesus. And the other piece of it too is I say, you know, a lot of us guys are afraid to enter into our faith because the first thing you do is like, oh, what are you going to be, a priest or a deacon or something? Go to one retreat, and my mom's like, "Hey, are, are you going to become a priest, or what's going?" No, we. I mean, no, sure, maybe. Vegan. I mean, but but yeah, it, it's it. We can love Jesus and still be real men, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly what uh, the Sticklestead experience showed us. You know, that uh, we could just be, you know, the manly guys that we wanted to be. You know, the hunting, fishing you know, barbecuing guys that like to have a beer and, and still love Jesus, just like you said, Steve. And there's just something, like you said, about being in a, being in a group of wherever you're at, re- retreat, of uh, you, hear, you hear 60, 70 guys saying the Our Father together, or 60, 70 other guys in song together. It's, it's like you're, you're at that moment of a battle cry mm-hmm. where, where you're all together, you're a band of brothers, and... Uh, and you're unified. Yeah, and I think that's absolutely. Yeah, that's an experience where and where you know men. There's a different kind of a different spirituality for men. We we encounter the Lord as we were talking in the last that encounter. We uh, you know come up against. We we experience Him in a different way um, than women would experience the Lord. And so when all of us men can come together. And, and have that experience, like you said, that, that battle cry of saying the Our Father in church or even a bunch of men's voices singing um, in, in the church. It's just, uh, I remember actually our first retreat time, I was standing there and I, we were praying and suddenly it just struck me, like, 
it, it's all men. I don't think I've ever been to church in my life where it was just all men. <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful experience where we're all just together and we all have that, that encounter with the Lord. So let's talk a little bit about New Rockford. Uh, you know, it, it, by, by some pressure from, from Father Weber to get a bunch of guys to go to this retreat and a bunch of guys have gone to this retreat. Now we're coming up on a few years from that. What has it done for your parish? What has it done for the, the men? Well, I think it's done um, good things. You know, that first group, I think there was four of us that Father convinced to go. And uh, that turned into, boy, what was the, that one year we had from the, between, you know, the Narockford McHenry area, I think there was 20-some 20, 20 of us there. Um, I don't know the number of men that have been there at least once, but we have to have, gosh, at least 30 to 40 men that have experienced it at least once. And uh, I think they've all come away with something positive, um, you know, and and uh, it's changed them some some way somehow to become more active. You know, whether it's just in their families at home as a leader in their family, or you know, actually in the church, or you know, being in a men's group. Um, you know, it's it's definitely impacted. How about you? How about you, Mark? Well, I'm actually a member of St. Peter and Paul's Parish in McHenry, which we are a mission of. St. John's in Rockford, but um, I'm still working on the other guys. I'm I'm the only one from our parish that has attended the retreat yet, and uh, but the one coming up in January, I believe we have a few signed up or have indicated that they are willing to go. So uh, excited about that to give them the opportunity to experience the retreat. Well, I think the key here is that the Lord started small. He started with twelve guys, right? And, to, to, right. and, and he spent three years with them, really working with them. And then that grew into 72, and that grew into more and more. And now we have you know, worldwide, uh, a worldwide faith that believes in Jesus Christ called Christianity. And uh, it's okay to start small. And I think a lot of our groups out there, like some of the priests are talking like, well, I only got a couple guys, Steve. It's like, that's fine. Let's start with two. Let's start with four. Uh, because you light, you light two guys on fire, and they'll light four guys on fire, and eight, and kind of what happened exactly like that in New Rockford, where four guys now, I believe for the retreat in January, there's 20 guys registered for that from that New Rockford area. Um, and so that's the invitation. You don't have to start big. Start small. Start where you're at. The Lord meets us where we're at. We're going to continue the conversation on the other side of the break again, but this retreat coming up at, uh, for, it's uh, at uh, Maryvale, in January. You can check it out, maryvillend.org. We'll talk more about it on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI presented by Leonardo Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Faith transforms time. Time is transformed by faith. In faith, time is measured by the acts of God, whose heart is, in all his activity, turned toward man. The two great events that are central in the movement of time, according to our Christian understanding, are the birth and the resurrection of the Lord. 
our Christian feasts are based on our insight into these acts of God, not on our observation of the movement of the planets. The constant return of these feasts is not an eternally repeated cycle, but the expression of God's inexhaustible love of which we are made aware by an act of memory. Unlike the beginning of the civil year, the Christian beginning, Christmas, has a very special newness. It offers us again and again the opportunity to return to the goodness of the God who became man, in that goodness to become a child again, and in it to live a new life. When he became a living part of our history, the dark mystery of our own birth was completed, and our beginning, until then situated uneasily between blessing and curse, became a blessing. God's creation does not come to nothing. It is always moving toward the resurrection. In the midst of passing time, there is always a new beginning. This new beginning is eternal love. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live. Steve Splonskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. And we're visiting with Mark Becker and Mike Schaefer there in the New Rockford area. And if you're wondering what the weather's like, they've got about, what, five inches of snow there so far, Mike? That's what it looks like. And wet, heavy, wet, heavy snow? Yeah, sloppy. Yeah. So I don't know if it's coming our way or if it's heading up north to the northeast. I heard a few different reports, but... Uh, Probably some snow at some point uh, coming our direction. Yep, time to head out and pick up that snowblower I have in for repair. Get it, <laughs> get it home. <laughs> yeah, you might need it. You might need it. Yeah. We've been talking this morning about Made for Greatness. This is a, a men's ministry uh, organized by the Diocese of Fargo, um, but really done by men from across the diocese. It's an event uh, that we put on every year for men to have that encounter with Christ. We have our next event coming up in January. It's January 19th to the 21st at Maryvale Retreat Center in Valley City. And how this started is, as we've been talking this, these hours with Mark and Mike and a number of the guys who have come from that new Rockford area, that uh, they had talked about how this experience of these made-for-greatness retreats were so powerful um, and, and they were kind of wondering where to go from here. And we said, you know, would you guys consider leading a retreat? We'll, we'll help. But would you consider leading a retreat? Mike, how did you feel when we, when you asked, we asked you that a couple of years ago? Uh, a little intimidated. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, it since then has become something I'm a lot more comfortable with. Like, um, I feel like the guys involved are doing a great job. The planning has been going well. I think we've all experienced it enough that we can, you know, we don't claim to know what we're doing by any means. But I don't, I don't think it'll be a train wreck. So um, I'm excited to see some old faces, familiar faces, and some new faces, and uh, and see what we can do for more men. 
And Mark, Mark, how are you looking at this retreat as we get closer to it? Uh, what are your feelings about uh, this uh, this event and this opportunity? I'm excited about it. You know, after my first retreat, I was visiting with Father Weber, and I was all fired up. And uh, I said, how is this going to work? You know, Stickleset only has room for 60 or so guys. And if we all go home and tell the others about the retreat, and you get one or two more guys to come, you know, we're not going to have room. And Father says, oh, we're going to, our plan is to uh, branch out. <laughs> okay. And so here we are. So we're branching out, and uh, we're going to give this a try. I'm excited about it. My only apprehension is it's January. Mm-hmm. It, you never know with the weather. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'm pretty excited about giving other people the opportunity and, and uh, giving a little different uh, venue. I'm excited about going to Maryville. I've never been, but uh, someone I know has said it's very beautiful there. And this is our first winter retreat um, for, for Made for Greatness. Um, and so it will be a... It will be an adventure, but I think it's going to be a beautiful adventure. And, of course, even in thinking about the weather, we're just going to rely on the Holy Spirit. This is his work. He inspired it. Um, and we're going to let him do the work. As you said, Mike, we're not, I don't think it will be a train wreck. Nope, it won't be because the Holy Spirit will show up. Do we know exactly what we're doing? Probably not because the Holy Spirit will do things that we hadn't planned on. I've um, always said, uh, I've heard people say, if he wants it to happen, it will happen. That's not, that's not correct. He wants it to happen, and it will happen. There is no, there is no if there. So tell us a little bit about what you guys have planned. Uh, who's coming to speak? Uh, what do you guys have on the agenda? Oh, you know what? That would have been a great thing to have in front of me to have ready. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's Devin Schott. Devin Schott is our is our keynote speaker. Um, and that, of course, that, that's fine because that's information that we, you, you know, collaborating with the diocese, we work together and said, oh, what do you guys want to do? Well, we want to have this topic. And so so the topic this year, um, again, is is being leaders in our family, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's you know, that's We really right. wanted to, to reach out to men, you know, in the middle of their range of life, you know, that are still raising some kids, having kids, gonna um, maybe have some older kids, and, uh, you know, really talk about what it's like to, to be the leader of that family. So I think that's beautiful, because the, the whole theme of this retreat came from the guys mm-hmm. I said this is what we need this is what we need in, in our lives this is what we need in our marriages actually i remember that conversation mike when we were at your house sitting around the table i think it was 15 guys and we said okay what do we want to talk about what was our experiences and i remember a lot of you guys said it was you know i went to the retreat um i came home and i thought okay now how do i share this with my family and so i really think it was kind of right. unanimous where you guys were like we want to know how to be leaders in our family. We want to know how to bring this faith and lead our families to Jesus. Mark, right? Is that your thoughts, sir? Right, yeah. And uh, that's why we settled on Devin Schatz. He's the executive director of the Fathers of St. Joseph organization, where they focus on uh, helping men to become the spiritual leader in their family because um, society goes by the way of the family, and the family goes by the way of the father. And, and uh, we know how important it is for a father to be involved in the, their uh, children's uh, religious education and formation and, and direction. And uh, if, if we can get more guys just to be, to steer them in the right direction, just get them headed in the right direction so they realize, they just to realize that they need uh, to take part in this, it would be a big step. <laughs> Absolutely. So, folks, if you're a gentleman, 
Uh, if you're thinking of uh, joining a, a men's retreat, uh, we have one right here for you, January 19th to the 21st. I think right now it's about half full, um, so there is space for you, January 19th to the 21st at Valley City a Retreat Center. You can sign up for that at maryvillend.org, or you can go to diocesefargo.org, uh, sorry, fargodiocese.org. So fargodiocese.org or maryvillend.org and sign up for that retreat coming up during January 19th to the 21st. It's going to be amazing. No matter where you're at um, and no matter what you're looking for, I can guarantee you that Jesus is going to show up and the Holy Spirit is going to show up and all of us men are going to have that experience, that encounter, that experience of that encounter together. Um, And it's, it's powerful. Uh, everyone will come away with something different, but it will be tailored to you by the Holy Spirit. You know, every one of us is called to evangelize and, and spread the gospel. And as I listen to, to Mark and Mike and, and think about when we first met, I, I, I just think of the disciple, uh, that these men are now disciples. And, and they're, they're doing the work of evangelization, and, and, and they're spreading the gospel. We've, we framed it in the, the idea of this retreat with the theme uh, but, but, but they're disciples and, and doing this in their community every day. Yeah, you mean you guys are so living after, life. Go ahead. And after going to the retreats, I realized that, you know, I myself need to uh, step up more, and this is my way of, of uh, participating more in, in discipleship and, and helping other people, you know, by uh, taking part in planning in this retreat. It's not as difficult you know, thing, as we make it. No. One thing that was a lot of fun, you know, this last Sticklefit event, the guys from Rockford that went, we really kind of helped more out on the backside with, you know, hosting the event. And it was, it was, it was really interesting to kind of see it from a step or two back. And, and instead of being totally, you know, involved in it, and uh, not realizing how much it was affecting everyone around you because you were so involved in it to kind of sit back and be like, oh, yeah, look at these guys, you know. Look at look at them. You know, they were really soaking it in and just watching how it affected everyone, especially the guys that were there for the first time. And if you knew that, seeing that, you know, they were enjoying themselves. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's actually this last retreat. You guys were both on on the cooking crew with with me and my boys, and uh, it was a uh, it is a great experience. And that, I think that's in this conversation where we, you know, we, we get into this encounter with the Lord, and we're filled uh, with, with with His grace. We're filled with that in, that love of Him, that encounter of Him, that knowledge of Him. And at a certain point, we're kind of like, okay, now what? And this is that piece where you guys are saying, okay, now we're going to give back. We've been filled, right? We've been filled with the love of Christ, and now. We're going to respond. It's those the first two commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and soul. And next step, your neighbor is yourself. And so you guys are stepping into that role of giving giving of yourselves. What will happen next, which is so cool, once we give of ourselves, then the Lord gives us more capacity to receive more of him. Um, and so that this process that, that we're all going through right now is a beautiful gift of, of receiving and then serving. Just kind of like the theme this entire, you know, to entire day caring for others and serving for others. We receive and we give. And uh, so it's an opportunity, uh, gentlemen, uh, for us to, to, to give, to serve, and for those of you who are listening out there to receive. We want to be there to help facilitate that encounter with the Lord to make that possible. Again, uh, you can sign up at maryvillend.org or at fargodiocese.org. 
retreat uh, date and of in, uh, information is available for January 19th to the 21st. Uh, I believe there's about 25 signed up right now. We can get up to probably 60 or 70 guys on site there. But uh, we'd love to see you there in January at our next Made for Greatness retreat. So uh, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners, Mark or Mike? Uh, no, I'm just going to say if there's any, anyone has concern about cost, if, if they're thinking about going, I'd approach your parish council and see if they're willing to assist in some way. I bet they would be. Absolutely. And we're going to have fun. Yeah, we will have fun. And I also know that the, the diocese has some capability of helping with that cost, so don't let that be a hindrance. If you're interested in the, the retreat, uh, contact uh, Brad Gray at the Diocese of Fargo. Just sign up there and make a note in there at thefargodiocese.org and, and let him know that you really want to come, but you, you might need some assistance. Uh, there are opportunities there. Mike, any final thoughts? No, I think it's been great. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Real Presence Live, and again, as you, as you continue, gentlemen, if you won't sign yourselves up, wives, if you're listening, a nice gift for your husband is to sign him up for a retreat. I'm not really joking, actually. Uh, so many wives have come to us in, over these years and working for made, with this Made for Greatness men's ministry have said, thank you so much. You've made my husband such a godly man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and the wives want their men to be that leader that we're talking about. Yep. Absolutely. Gentlemen, it would be a great Christmas present to your wife to attend this retreat. There you go. All right, check it out, maryvillend.org or fargodiocese.org, Made for Greatness Retreat. Mike and Mark, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, Tom. All right, drive safe and uh, have fun moving snow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, this is Real Presence Live. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to come back and talk with uh, Mr. Bear Wozniak, uh, and he's got a book on virtue uh, and manliness, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. The American Academy of Optometry recommends that all children receive eye exams every two years, beginning at six months old. As one of North Dakota's only fellowship-certified pediatric optometrists, it is my mission to ensure that children are screened for preventable eye conditions like lazy eyes, cataracts, and eye turns. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for children and adults, and you don't need vision insurance to book an appointment. You can schedule your appointment online at www.lumen.vision. Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. St. John Paul II called for a new evangelization, an act of love meant to reintroduce all the faithful to the love of Jesus Christ. This act of love has never been more urgent. In his work, The Judgment of Nations, historian Richard Dawson notes, the hope of the world rests in the last resort on the existence of a spiritual nucleus of believers who are bearers of the seed of unity. If we have faith in the power of the Spirit, we must believe that even these evils can be conquered. For the powers of the world are blind powers which are working in the dark. They are powerless against that Spirit who is the Lord and giver of life, and against those higher powers of spiritual understanding and love which are the essential gifts of the Holy Spirit. The battle for the world is first and foremost spiritual. Are you ready for battle today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. 
Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope.